Welcome, welcome to another edition of Cross Platforms, your destination weekly Bible study and discussion. We are glad that each and every one of you can join us. Hope you had a good 4th of July. We are back this week to talk about more of the Bible and what's going on in current events of the world. I would like to welcome in my host and co-host. First up, we have Jake, all the way from Montana. How are you doing this evening, Jake? Doing great. How are you doing tonight? Good. Good. Anything good happened this week? Did you have a happy 4th? Uh, we did have a happy 4th. Got to uh, spend some time with the family. It was just uh, enjoyable. I just saw my sister that I haven't seen in probably a couple of years now. So, yeah, it's been good. So, everything's going well. Good. Did y'all eat a lot of barbecue? I know I did. I got my belly full. <laughs> um, not so much barbecue. We did eat a lot of food. Um, <laughs> but uh, as you guys know, my, my wife from the Philippines, she made a lot of uh, Filipino treats. Uh, was my mom and my sister came up. They don't, they don't get much of that food so, right, so yeah, it's it, just, it was a blessing well maybe uh, it's just a regional cultural thing from my area of the woods yeah <laughs> <laughs> next up we also I, I have a friend I, david hey I, david how you doing i'm doing i'm doing awesome but yeah I think it's july i think it's a pretty traditional to have barbecue <laughs> yeah but uh yeah I'm, I'm doing awesome uh just uh still uh, just getting used to this new job and just just blessed to have it you know Oh, yeah, how's that going? What did you do for your fourth? Did you have to work? Yeah, I had to work. Uh, but hey, I got time and a half, so <laughs> it worked out pretty well. So, but yeah, just getting used to the job, just getting used to the, the co workers, and uh, you know, just seeing what God's gonna do with that. You know, He's put me in that place for a reason. You know, the place is definitely, uh, you know, just like the world is, it's uh, in need of in need of the light of the Lord. So, um, you know, there's opportunities as far as uh, professionally, but, you know, the most important opportunities are the ones that God is uh, putting there to glorify him. So I'm just trying to keep my eyes open for, for whatever he's got got for me there. Great, man. That's that's awesome. I'm glad you're... Are you enjoying it? I mean, is it? Is it, you seem to be just getting all yeah. pretty... Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's good. I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I mean, I'm the the parking lot attendant, so you know it's about collecting uh, the the parking uh, the the carts and and different things like that, and kind of managing the the it's a parking garage, so you know there's managing like the people coming in and out. Sometimes it, it gets uh, messed up, and but there's definitely a uh, room for for advancement in the in the in the company, and so you know. Well, cool. But yeah, it's it. I enjoy I enjoy the the job that I have now. So you know, if this is the position I'm in for however long God has me there. Then you know, so I'm blessed. That's all I can say. I'm blessed. I'm well, no job is too big or too small. All, yeah, all jobs are worthwhile. I mean, as long as you put forth all of your effort in them, whatever you do, do your best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's definitely the case. Amen to that. All right, so uh, what are we going to be studying this week, uh, Jake? Uh, I seem to always like jump the gun here, so uh, I'm, I'm just going to start stop doing that and start asking you, uh, you know, at the beginning of the study because I know sometimes you have little change ups or discussion things and places we go. So uh, you can tell the you can tell the listeners where to turn to and what to do. What will we be covering uh, this evening? Oh, uh, you know, if you listened last week, we we went into uh, Matthew 13 and. Jesus explaining the parables, and I uh, went ahead and went into the chapter 14, uh, as you might notice, and that's something that we've done, is uh, when we go through these these studies, we usually stay in the same book, unless something comes up and the discussion comes up or something along those lines, like recently, I know we had a, uh, a discussion about the Sabbath, you know, there were some questions asked about the Sabbath, so <clears throat> rather than staying in one book, we... we uh, addressed a specific discussion, <clears throat> but um, tonight I just went into Matthew 14, moving into the next chapter, and uh, 
starting at verse 22, one that I'm sure uh, many people are, are very familiar with um, uh, from both sides, uh, within the church and outside of the church, uh, Jesus walking on water. So. Yeah, awesome. Well, I thought last week's, uh, for those of you that didn't catch last week's episode, please give it a listen. It was a, it was a worthwhile discussion. It was, a, it was really worth listening to. I listened back to it myself just to double check it as I was editing it up and getting it prepared for everybody to hear and put it up on SoundCloud, which uh, that's where you can find us at most of the time is on SoundCloud. We're trying to out, we're, we're possibly going to put the podcast in other places, but we're not sure at this moment, but uh, that, that was a great episode and a great discussion, especially about the seeds and and falling on the types of soil, and it was just really good. Really good discussion. Really good discussion, and I know this week's will be also. I say the uh, the podcasts. I believe have really been a blessing uh, for us. Uh, like Stevie said, being able to go back and and listen and, and go back over some of the scripture that that we studied. So that's definitely a blessing for us, and we pray and I hope that it's a blessing for anybody who might be listening. Uh, that being said, at the end of the the podcast, we always. I give our information. If there's any ideas that anybody has that uh, places where they would like to see us go with the podcast or discussions that we might have, uh, feel free uh, to shoot an email or, or Facebook or whatever it might be. Uh, we're always open to uh, guidance or criticism or anything. We're just suggestions. Uh, suggestions. We uh, would would love to hear any thoughts that people have. So. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Any any kind of feedback that you have, or you, listeners, any any kind of feedback y'all can give us, uh, any kind of questions that we might could find the answer for, um, we'll be glad to do the research and look it up. Any anything at all, if you need to know something or you are, you're curious, please do contact us. Um, we'll start trying to find a way to leave a link somewhere in one of these notes where we, when y'all look up the podcast, if we can, where you can just. I know it's a lot easier instead of just typing in these days to just find a link and then just click on it and then go there and then leave feedback. So we're, we're going to work towards making it easier for you listeners to get back in touch with us. And who knows, maybe your feedback could lead you to landing a spot in one of these uh, podcasts with us. So please, please, uh, by all means, try to get up with us. Try to leave your feedback and your suggestions. Well, that being said, um, anybody want to open with prayer? Or? Yeah, I'll, I'll open us up. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this time that you continue to give us. Thank you, Lord, for giving us this platform to to reach out to, to others, for you to reach out to others through us. And I pray that you do so. I pray that you lead us tonight in, in our study of the scripture pray that you touch our hearts, touch whoever might be listening, touch their hearts, speak to our hearts, Lord. Just just prepare us for, for these, these, these dark days where it's obvious that men's hearts are, are growing cold and aligning against you and not hiding that fact like maybe they once did. And our need to stand up for you is, is becoming even greater than it's ever has before. And I pray that you just give us the courage and the strength to stand up for you and and just uh, do what you've asked us to do and just represent you in this world. I pray that you just open our heart to, to understanding and knowledge from your word. And I just thank you so much for the blessing of this study and this, and this podcast. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so Matthew 14, starting at verse 22. And straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into the ship, and to go before him unto the other side, while he sent the multitude away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. But the ship was now in the midst of the sea, tossed with waves, for the wind was contrary. And in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them, walking on the sea. And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit, and they, and they cried out for fear. 
But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, and caught him, and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst they doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. Then they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth thou art the Son of God. Lord, I pray you bless this study tonight. Um, first thing I looked at, um, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up into the mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone, um, alone in prayer. To be alone with God. This example that Christ is setting here, staying behind to be alone in prayer, I think is one that, that is worthy of us to know that we should take note of this. Uh, do we as Christians find ourselves staying behind in some, in some instances, staying in the wilderness, removed from the comfort of companionship to be alone in prayer, to be alone with God? And I know that you're not truly alone. Um, you know, it's not that you're completely abandoning companionship. You have companionship in the Spirit and in Christ. But to be alone, uh, and I'm not talking about a little time spent in your bedroom alone to say a prayer, but to really be alone with God. Um, you know, I know churches often set up these retreats and everything to try and get men or women away from uh, their daily lives uh, to go to these places and come together and and, and, and do worship and prayer and everything like that uh, as a group. But again, I say to be alone, uh, to set off in prayer for what could be hours at a time. Um, I think it's something very important, something that I myself, I think, need to remind myself of and, and make more time for. Uh, is is to be alone. Uh, it, it it becomes difficult for me, and as you know, I've got a fairly large family. There's there's always somebody here. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's nothing saying that I can't just set out, hop in my car, drive off somewhere. Now, of course, you know I'm gonna pick your times. You know, you don't want to leave your spouse when the the house is completely crazy and be like, okay, this is a good time for me to go be alone, you know. Or you wouldn't want to do it right now when there's no spouse there. (laughs) Yeah, you know, of course you got to pick your times, you know, the the Lord, of course, expects us to to, uh, handle our our our, uh, responsibilities, especially, you know, the children's responsibilities that he's laid within my hands. But to be alone, uh, to have that time alone, with the Lord, and it seems so simple when when you when you say it, you know, just be alone. Just you know, whether it's a prayer closet or whatever, you just go and you and you pray alone. You know, you be alone in prayer. Um, simple to say, but I think a lot more difficult to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we get caught in the constant hustle of life, uh, jobs, church. Uh, whatever ministry you might be involved in, it becomes difficult to have that time alone in prayer, which I think is extremely important. And just something I wanted to point out, the importance of being alone in prayer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, life today it can get very hectic. Um, yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as you, Jake. Um, I have a pretty large family myself. I mean, it's not all boys, of course, but... I think you may have more of a handful than I do, but that's you know that can be that could be uh, in the eye of the individual. You know, we're we're kind of opposites on that end. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, I still have my hands full. All girls here. I got all girls. You got all boys. So 
But yeah, and in life in general, just work and it's definitely hectic. But I agree with you. I mean, you can always you can find time to go to the bathroom. Um, you can find some time to be alone. Um, everybody can find a little time to be alone. I think, personally, I think that that we should try and set aside even up to an hour if you can or more uh, to just be in prayer uh, just to have that personal time with God uh, and I said you know easier said than done I know that but uh, we gotta think about what is the most important thing in our life you know we, we talk about the job and the ministry and the church and the children and then uh, when you look at all that You'd have absolutely none of it if it wasn't for God. So to say, I don't have time to spend time alone with you, God, because I've got all this other stuff you've put in my life. God is not going to put too much in your life. If you have too much in your life, it's probably because you're making it that way. And, of course, um, I'm pointing at myself, too, as I'm making that statement. Yeah. You know, um, if I'm not finding enough time to be with God, it's because I'm doing something i'm making that decision to do that it's not that god has put too much in my life it's that i am trying to put too much in my life and 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 just like you just said i'm not saying you're making decision i'm talking about myself (laughs) i mean we all we all have struggles and if you don't it's probably because you're lying to yourself Mm -hmm. Uh, or you if you're not struggling it's just because you're you're not walking in the faith more more than likely uh, we all have the struggles. We all have these struggles. We all struggle with the flesh. Our selfish nature wants to try and take that personal time. Well, you know, this is the only personal time that I've got. I'm going to use it for myself. Well, that was selfish. Um, I, I, I assure you that you would get much more out of that personal time if it was spent mm-hmm. with with God. Yeah, that's but that's yourself. one thing. That's one thing we've always done in our discussions. Most of our discussions, when they when they, they're always we're always pointing the finger at ourselves first. We're always doing that. I mean, most of all of our discussions, I've always felt that our discussions, they convicted me. They've always been very convicting of, of myself. You know, uh, oh, yeah, I need to do better. That's the way our Bible study's always been. It's always, mm-hmm. for the last two years, I, every, every one of them has always felt so special because I go on to grow from them. I go on to uh, listen to the and critique myself from them. It's like, uh, it's like what we've always said about the Bible. When reading the Bible, you should be looking in the mirror. The Bible is the best mirror to look at. I mean, it's uh, throw yourself in there and judge yourself. And that's the way. That's the way this does. This Bible study is always very convicting. Every episode that I've listened back to since we've been able to start doing that, also just just all of the ones for the last two years that I've been able to make, which I haven't always been able to make every single time we've had a study, but they've always been special in that regard. And uh, I appreciate you saying that. I mean, that just. What you were saying was speaking volumes to me. Oh, I'm sorry I interrupted you. But, um, no. So true. I need to find, I need to myself find more time to spend more time alone. Yep. So, me too. So, uh, you know, uh, so Jesus sent his disciples off on the ship by themselves. Um, as Jesus sent the disciples off on their own, they came to a point where they found themselves in fear. Of course, that's, um, and when the disciples saw him walking in the sea, they were troubled, saying, it is a spirit, and they cried out for fear. Fearful. Um, I mean, I guess try and put yourself in, in their shoes, really. Um, one thing, I try to, you know, imagining this. You see somebody walking on water towards your boat. I can imagine you'd probably be a little fearful. <laughs> um, that is definitely stepping into the unknown. Um, that is that is not something you see every day. It's <laughs> I do one of those things where I'd squint my eyes and like kind of lean my head forward. Like, am I seeing? Am I seeing that <laughs> for real? <laughs> but yeah, fear would definitely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Or having to do a double take, you know, if you caught it out of the corner of your eye, you do like one of those double take moves, <laughs> and then uh-huh. then do the squint and lean forward. Yeah, I can kind of see that in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, but of course, 
sensing their fear, Jesus spoke words of comfort to his disciples. Uh, we see this in another place. He says, uh, but straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And we see that over and over in Scripture. We see it from um, the messengers that God has sent. Uh, we see it um, in Acts. Right. Uh, as Paul, you know, of course, a faithful servant, is facing persecution. Let's see, Acts, if you go to Acts 23.11, And the night following the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in, in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. Um, so, fearful, fearful situations. Um, faced with the unknown. Uh, Paul being faced with the unknown, you know, he's he's sitting there. He's, you know, am I gonna, am I even gonna live to see the end of the week, or the next sunset, or you know, whatever? He's he's fearful. The the disciples here are fearful. They have no idea what's coming at them. You know, what, right. what's going on here? They're they're facing this fear of of being in the unknown. Um, they don't know what's going to happen. Um, they're very anxious about something. The Lord speaks to them and says. Fear not, for it is I. Be not afraid. <clears throat> the Lord is with you. There's nowhere you can go that he's not going to be with you. Mm -hmm. Although frightened by the event, we see that Peter responds by wanting to go to the Lord. How many times have we been faced with the unknown um, and did the exact opposite? I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going there. I'm not. I'm not going to go down that road. There's no telling what could happen if I go down that road. Uh, but I think Peter kind of sets a good example here. Um, that's my life. That's my life in a nutshell over the last ten years, up until the last couple of years. <laughs> and then I and I didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I stayed in the little uh, little compartment compartment compartmentalized type of a situation and. You know, didn't didn't face any fears. I just didn't do anything, you know, because of fear. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. So Peter cries out, if this is you, then have me come out on the water. And again, I, I go back to being alone with the Lord. Now, how many times are we faced with the unknown? How many times are we faced with situations in our life where we're, we just don't know? We don't know, it, it, is this you? Lord, is this you? Bid me come out onto the water. Praying over our life events, especially when faced with the unknown. Is this your will? Is this you? David, I know this is something that you've been um, dealing with a lot lately, um, mm -hmm. with, with your life changes, coming to the Lord and saying, is this you? Is this your will? If this is your will, then guide me in that direction. Show me. Bring me out. And so many people mm. will do the exact opposite. They'll turtle. Or they'll just head forward without even, <laughs> without even consulting the Lord. Um, well, sorry, and, sorry to interrupt you there, but, but one thing that really comes to mind also is you have to know that Peter of all people, for him to be asking that, you have to know, he was close to Christ. I mean, he was the one that was the rock, and he didn't recognize him. I mean, he had to ask that question, Lord, is that you? I mean, I'm thinking, when I visualize that, I see a person who who intimately knew Jesus on a day-to-day -day basis, you know. And uh, what you're saying is like speaking to me in, in that regard. Somebody that knew him so well, I still had to say, Lord, is that you? Is that you? And it shows, uh, it shows our life like uh, as Christians, kind of like a, it's like a microcosm because, like you mentioned, Jake, about these things that the you know been happening in my life. You know, I have gone out towards you know the Lord saying, "Is that you walking on the walking on the water?" But kind of like Peter, then there'll be times even within that where I'm like, well, I don't know, and then you know it's. it's you know, it's like those things, they, they do build trust, though. They build your faith and they build trust. 
but because of our our, our, our nature, we still, and I'm talking about myself, still question, you know, or still doubt, or well, still, think, you know. I think we face the same heart of Thomas when he says, Lord, I believe. Help me with my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that Peter wasn't close to Christ, but the situation, everything that's going on, the fear and everything, it's not that he doesn't believe. It's not that he doesn't know Christ. Help me with my unbelief. And I think we've all faced that. I believe. Yeah. Help me with my unbelief. Help that me real- be stronger in my faith. Help me believe more. Help me have that unrestrained belief where I'm just, I will step out and do anything for you. And that should be the heart of the Christian. I will, anything. I don't, I don't care what it is. Step out of the boat. I know that's impossible. You can't walk on water, but you know what? You told me to, I'm, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, now I was taking another spin on what you were saying. It's not just that in regards to what you're saying about the unbelief and the belief and believing in Christ, but it's also those that are Christian. And sometimes you're making decisions and you want to know, is this your will? Is this you, God? Is this what you want me to do? Um, that's a lot of the, the struggle that I personally have, is always trying to make sure that it's Him, that it's Him, that it's His will, that we do the right thing. Just checking, just constantly. And that comes from what you said earlier, probably, from uh, making sure you spend more alone time with God and more time in prayer. And I, I believe in, in those times specifically, your alone time should actually be growing in those times. Mm-hmm. Um, those times where you're faced with something where you're going, I, I don't, I don't know if this is you. I believe those are the times where your alone time with the Lord should actually be growing. Um, not shrinking with that. <laughs> if, if we're unsure about something, we should definitely have more time spent in prayer. Got to go to the source. Yeah. <laughs> definitely. Uh, you know, and again, you know, there's nothing wrong with, with, with being with your fellow Christians to consult on, on things. You know, being with uh, leadership of your church, whatever, to can consult through these things because they might help you out. Um, but in the end, there's only one place where you're going to get the real answer. <laughs> it's not. A, it's not a replacement. You know. Yeah. You know. You could talk to five pastors and scholars and. But if you're if you're not having that alone time, yeah. you know I don't believe you're uh, gonna get the answers you seek, and you still might not get the answer the way you want to hear it. But the only you know to your point, the just going to the source, going to the Lord yourself, and being alone is is gonna be the answer, whatever the answer is. Well, that's one thing that you definitely said true right there. One thing about Jesus is he doesn't do what the world does. He doesn't always tell you what you want to hear. No, no. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a lot of times our, our question of, you know, is this you, is this you? It, it, a lot of times that that's not even the real question we should be uh, addressing. A lot of times when we're going, is this you, is this you? We might already know. Right. We just don't want to face the answer. <laughs> mm. yeah, I, and I, I've just, done that before. I know I've done yeah. that before. Oh, you know, I, is this you? No, I know. I know who it is. Yeah, the Lord is saying, come on, you know it's me. Yeah. Just, are you going to listen to me? Are you yeah. going to obey me? And that, that's when the the rubber hits the road right there. You you know, you can't like, you know, you can try to kind of push it out of your mind, but that's not what you want to do. Obviously, that's not what you want to do as a Christian. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but I mean, I can say I could even be guilty of that myself, unfortunately, of, of trying to tell myself it's not, you know, or, you know, asking myself, is it you when I know, and I kind of stay on that thought pattern instead of just being honest with myself and saying, okay, I know it's him. I just need to listen <laughs> and bring comes back to the fear. You know, it's usually something that is kind of scary, you know, um, that he might want me to do. So yeah. well, my notes are uh, when faced with the unknown, we should look to go to the Lord, although that decision might be putting us in a position to travel yet further into the unknown or into a place that really we're not comfortable. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody's comfortable going traveling to where they have no idea what's going to happen. 
mm-hmm. um, but we get our comfort in the Lord. If, if we're relying on our, I guess I could change that. If we're relying on ourselves, then we have no comfort because we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know where we're going. If we're relying on ourselves, then it, of course it's very uncomfortable, but that is um, one of the great blessings that the Lord gives us in being able to rely on him and, and knowing that he, if we do sink, he's going to reach out his hand. There's, there's a lot more uncomfortable things than seeking out a new church, I would think. But I remember when I was looking for a new church, it was very uncomfortable. I was like, you know, where am I going to go? You know what? I just didn't know <laughs> how it was going to work, you know. And and where the Lord has led me to this church and, you know, the, the family is connecting me to. And, you know, and the growth that I received from that. It's just proof of that, you know. Um, but I just remember the feelings I had, you know, leaving the other church and being like, well, "Wow, you know, <laughs> I don't want to just go in a church and I'm I've been there for a month and it's the wrong place." You know, all these doubts and questions arose in my mind, and then it's like afterwards, the Lord's like, "Hey, <laughs> come on, silly, you know." All you gotta do is trust me, you know. And I mean, I I wouldn't I wouldn't downplay the importance of seeking seeking a church. I mean, really, because that's that's part of your growth. Yeah, as a Christian. Yeah. That's I mean, that's that's going to help you grow spiritually with God is is being in the right church. So I wouldn't downplay that. The importance of that and, and stepping into that unknown, of course, it, it should. I think we should really be concerned about it. I mean, I think you should be more concerned about picking the right church than picking the right house. Yeah. You know? I definitely was concerned. <laughs> I was definitely concerned if I was, you know, going to find, well, obviously the Lord is going to lead me to the right place, but you know what I mean? It's just. The, the the task of finding a church and in this area there's a lot of churches there's a church you know churches all over the place and um but it just goes to show you know when you're really seeking when the lord sees that you're really seeking you know his will you know he's gonna just direct you where you need to go i mean yeah well, he's calling out if we see the unknown if it's his will he he will call us out he's gonna call us out of the ship and as we see in verse 29, and he said, come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. That's yeah. where I... I was sad. Sorry to interrupt you. I was going to say, that's where we... <laughs> Uh, saying where it's kind of a microcosm of of our lives because he's already done the impossible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's already walked on the water, and then he gets scared. You know, yeah. the Lord has shown me so many things that's unmistakably him. Yet and there's times I still am like, oh, but what about this? Or ooh, you know, and when I suggest just confidently move forward, you know. I mean, yeah. I, is we're being called out of the boat, and if you're a Christian, I think everyone's going to be called out of the boat. Mm-hmm. And I say that, um, you know, I think my pastor's made the statement that a Christian consumer is an oxymoron. Um, at some point, you're going to be called out of the boat. You're going to you're going to have to do something. You I mean, being a Christian is to serve. Yeah. To go into service, uh, you're going to be called out of the boat, and as you depending on where you're called, I'm sure you, you're going to face fear at some point in time. And again, you know, you, you might have already done the impossible or what you might have thought was the impossible. And then you're going to look around and, and, and see where you're at. And then fear is going to set in and you're going to find out that you're sinking now. Yeah. Uh, you took your eyes off the Lord and started looking at the things around the world, the things that are surrounding you, the, all the fearful things surrounding you. And I think that that's definitely something that we're kind of facing today um, politics. So many Christians are getting involved in politics, and I know I'm guilty of it too. And it's yeah, not to say that being in politics is a bad thing, 
But it's to the point where Christians are more concerned about politics than they are about serving Christ. It's a trap. Yeah, it, it really is. We're being sucked into these into this these discussions and everything, and we're starting I've to become. Fall in, I mean, yeah, we're, we're yeah. becoming more concerned with these things of the world than we are about serving Christ. We're becoming more concerned about winning an argument with somebody rather than winning the soul of that individual. Right. Um, and I, you know, I know it becomes difficult because a lot of the stuff that's going on is a deliberate and direct attack on our God, our father, our elder, our, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> the one that, that, that we love more than anything else. And it, we see the direct attack. And like I said, I was talking to, to David before we started this is, and, and I know I've talked to you about it too, Stevie is, a discussion that I had with some individuals and by the end of the discussion I, I'm not gonna lie I was angry and I, I I had to talk to God about it because I, I was angry I mean I, I was just absolutely upset by the just deliberate attack I mean it came down to basically people saying yeah we understand that the Christian Turks being attacked uh, it doesn't really matter, though. Yeah. On that, and, on that note, uh, let's take a little bit of a break. Maybe we'll come back and tell the whole story. If you don't mind, I need to take a little break. That's fine. Sorry about that. We're All right. back. All right. Uh, welcome back. Uh, I know uh, before we left, I was kind of discussing getting caught up in the things of the world. I know I got into politics and everything like that, um, basically saying that we as Christians shouldn't get too involved in politics. Now, of course, we uh, should be aware of the things going on in the world. But as far as like the discussions and everything, I know uh, in one of the discussions that, that I got into with some people I had I, I really fate felt angered um, by some of the things that were being said because uh, it's a deliberate attack on 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 the true God on, on Christ and I thought of it but we have to remember that it's not an attack on us. God knows that people are going to attack him. Christ told us that people are going to attack us, not because of us, but because of him. Uh, these attacks are going to come. We can't get caught up in these discussions of the world, the politics and everything else. Um, we're here to serve and to concern ourselves with the souls of men. Uh, there's a lot of lost people in the world today, more lost people today than ever in the history of the world. And, you know that that's just by pure population. Um, you know that there's there's more lost people. So when we start getting caught up in the world, when we start looking around at everything in the world rather than keeping our eyes focused on the Lord, we might find ourselves sinking at that point in time. Uh, but we do, and when we do do it, and, and I think that. All of us have faced it and probably will face it at some point in time where you slip up, you make a mistake, and you find yourself sinking. Remember, call upon his name. The Lord will always stretch his hand back out and pull you back up. Um, it's when you try and stand upon your own power, when you try and do it yourself, that you really find yourself in trouble. In trouble. <clears throat> uh, you know, so often we might either find ourselves flailing about in the water, treading the water, trying to stay afloat because we're trying to do it ourselves, or we find ourselves turning back to the ship and trying to climb back in the boat because that's that's what we see as security, the safety, rather than calling upon the Lord, yeah. uh, which is should be our first reaction is calling upon the Lord. Lord, save me. You know, I've, I've, I've gotten myself in this predicament or... You know, I, I don't know how to get out of this predicament. I don't know where I'm at. I, I need your help, Lord. Save me. Don't turn back to the boat. And don't try and tread water no, on your own. <clears throat> there's not good. 
be any more secure place, no matter what it might. If you look and look back at the boat and say, "Oh, that looks nice and safe," there's no place that's more safer than in the arms of the Lord. So, yeah, you know, no matter what it looks like where you're at. Yeah, I mean, I think the most common response um, is to try and climb back in the boat. That, that's the most common response, I think, is people just to get, okay, well, that that definitely, that was scary. <laughs> I'm going to get back in the boat. Um, no. Call on the Lord. Don't don't rely on your own strength, and don't, don't rely on, on the securities that you've known. You already stepped out. You've already seen what the Lord can do. Rely on Him. Keep your eyes on Him. He'll keep you afloat. That's definitely speaking to me. I mean, because I've seen so many things the Lord has done in my life in the last couple of years. And, you know, if I'm, you know, if I'm not careful, I I can be the type of person that's going to try to run back to the boat. But, I mean, he's he's shown me so many things. I'd, I'd just be a fool to, to, to do that, you know. That's how I, you know, feel in my circumstance. So it should embolden me when, when he shows me something more scarier than the last thing he told me to step out and do. You know, I should just say, let's do it. <laughs> I really, I I believe that that God Before used to do that. <laughs> so many examples of water within the scripture for a reason. Um, you know, when when speaking about faith. You know, we have this instance, we have where Paul's the, the shipwreck and, you know, the storms and the water. Of course, it freaks us out. Well, you know, why does water freak us out so bad? Well, because that's not where we naturally belong. Um, right. You know, you spend too much time in the water, you're going to drown. <laughs> Sooner or later, you're going to tire out, you're going to drown, even if you're the best swimmer. Mm-hmm. Uh, water, I believe, so often is used in examples of having faith in the Lord because we, as mankind, are so out of place or out of our comfort area when in the water, much like in the faith. It goes against the flesh. It goes against our selfish human nature. In our flesh, our self-reliant comfort are typically... Um, not comfortable in the faith, stepping out in the faith, or being in service to the Lord or service to others. We cannot serve others by simply sitting on our couch, which is where most people would be comfortable. We can't serve others by ensuring that all of our comforts are met. You know, I hate to break it to you, serving others is not the most comfortable thing for you to do because you have to give up your own comforts in order to serve others. So naturally, that being in the faith, serving Christ, goes against human nature. But yep. being a Christian, being of a changed heart, you get that changed heart, where you don't you don't have the same selfish desires. Now, of course, again, you still struggle with the flesh. But being in the Lord and being with the Spirit, you have more control over that. Uh, But faith like being in the water can be adjusted to. The more time we spend familiarizing ourselves in water, the more comfortable we'll become. Just like faith. The more time you spend in scripture, the more time you spend in studies, the more time you spend you spend serving others, the more time you spend with God, the more comfortable you start to become in those waters. Just like a swimmer, how many hours a day does a swimmer spend in the water? Why do they do it? Many. To become comfortable with the water. They don't have a fear of water because they know how to swim. Yeah. The more time we spend out there serving the Lord, the less anxiety, the less fear that we're going to have because we've learned to trust in the Lord, just like the swimmer has learned to trust in their body. 
But unlike swimming, it is not becoming reliant and comfortable with our own ability to swim. Uh, we must become reliant upon the Lord's ability to keep us. If we are trying to swim through life in our service to the Lord, over time we will become tired and begin to sink. But if we are crying out, if we're crying out to the Lord when we are seeking, sinking, um, He's not going to grow weary. He's going to pull you up. The Lord doesn't grow weary. And we see his strength in our weakness. In those times where we are sinking. In those times where we just can't. We feel like we just can't do it. When we're crying out to him is where we see his strength. Um, he'll extend his hand. And he'll pull your head above the water. And you'll find out when you are trusting him just how easy it, it, it could be. Because you don't even have to swim when he's holding you. Yeah. He'll pull you, I mean, he'll, he'll walk on water. It'll be that much easier as we turn and look to him. Yeah, he certainly has the power to uh, lift you up out of the water and let you walk on water. I mean, you definitely don't have to swim when he went, when... All things are possible with God. Yeah. And trying to do things under our own strengths, our own power, is it's a disaster waiting to happen. At some point in time, you're going to wear down. Mm -hmm. You're going to get tired. And you're going to sink. So if you're trying to, to step out See, in, into service, if you're trying to step out into the Christian life without God, it's only a matter of time before you sink. That's what I was going to say. It's, uh, you know, a lot of people that try to just do a list of works mm -hmm. and, and believe that's going to, you know, fulfill them I guess for lack of a better description or, or they, they think they're obeying God by doing works they're eventually just going to get exhausted and then then they're going to you know wonder why they feel like that and it's just going to you know they've kind of gone off course with their relationship with God I think at that point yeah and it's not just exhaustion you know, I think as a Christian you grow you, do, you grow tired from time to time, um, you know, serving service, um, it takes a lot out of you and, and you do grow tired. So that's not necessarily, uh, I think what we're speaking about when we talk about exhaustion, but I know one thing, if you're serving without having that changed heart, it's only a matter of time before you grow unhappy with it. Right. Because if you're serving without that changed heart, then you're probably serving for some selfish means, whether it makes you feel better or because it helps you check out, check that religious checkbox, um, mm -hmm. some kind of gain for yourself. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm gaining the Lord's favor by doing this. Uh, no, you're doing this because you love the Lord, period. Either you have that changed heart or you don't. If you don't and you're trying to live the Christian life without it, I think over time you grow weary. Um, you, you, you grow unhappy because mm -hmm. you're not meeting your selfish needs. So first off, you have to get the changed heart. The changed heart comes first. What, I mean, what is the changed heart? How does one change their heart? They don't. <laughs> that's, that's the best answer I can give. They don't. You can't. Yeah. It's impossible. You cannot change your heart. Only God can change your heart. God changes your heart. Yeah, I mean, we, we can't do anything yeah. without God. I mean, even the faith we have, he gives it to us. <laughs> yep. The changed heart comes when you see yourself, when you 
realize how much you need God. And you see who God is, the beautiful picture of God, and see yourself before a righteous and beautiful God and just see who you really are and know that you can't do it on your own. There's nothing you can do on your own. You need God. And giving your life over to Him, He'll change your heart. The thing is, He can't change your heart if you're not willing to give your life over to Him, if you're not willing to invite Him into your life. Because He's not going to force you to do anything. That's not love. You can't force love. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. I, I can tell somebody that they, you know, you love me. Well, no, it doesn't work that way. No, right. It, you, you can't tell somebody, hey, you love me. Uh, you have no say in this. You love right. me. No. Come, it, it, come here. Love me. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't work that way. Um, it has to be a decision made by the individual. You know, so, you know, I've heard one of the, the most common responses in divorce is people say, well, I just fell out of love with him. As if that's just something that happens. Right. Uh, love is a choice. It's not something that was forced upon you. It was a choice. You choose to love somebody. Uh, and over time, people it's choose not, not to love someone because... It's also not... Go ahead. Well, they get confused with emotions. They get it confused yeah. that love is emotion instead of, you know, the decision that you, you're talking about. Yeah. And God gave us that choice to love him. Uh, so until you can come to that, that point where you're willingly ready to serve him, what I believe the heart is, I, I don't care what, where you send me or what you do with me. You deserve everything. Um, just seeing who he is, you deserve all that I am. I love you. you a beautiful God. Whatever it is that you have for me, let it be done. My life is yours. It's that heart, that heart of his servant is when the Lord can step in and truly start to change you. Um, if someone had questions on what exactly that is, I, w- I would point them to, to Romans. It's known as uh, the Romans Road. Mm-hmm. Romans 10. Romans 10? Yeah, Romans 10. Uh, particularly starting at verse 6, but uh, I always I always encourage people if there's something out of a <clears throat> out of a chapter that I that I've pointed someone to, I, I usually try and encourage them to read the whole chapter because context is is a very big thing with me. Uh, there's nothing I can't stand more than somebody just pulling one verse out and saying, "Well, this is what this means." And not looking at any of the context around it. Uh, it's so easy to twist scripture that way. And so many cults have been built that way. So I would encourage someone to read the whole chapter. Or actually I would encourage someone to read the whole book. But um, <laughs> uh, for this instance, you know, read chapter 10. And pay attention when you get to verse 6. Uh, to know what that is. Uh, to openly, with your mouth call upon the Lord, but also believe in your heart. That's, uh, that's what I had for study. So what, what was, can you read, can you read that verse six out loud? Just go ahead and read that. Um, all right, well, I'll have to read more than, than verse six, but I'm starting at verse six. But the righteousness, which is of faith speaketh on this wise, say not in thine heart, who shall ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or who shall descend into the deep, that is to bring up Christ again from the dead. But what saith it, the word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth and in thy heart, that is, the word of faith which we preach, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So that the heart 
I think people have trouble with that because they hear the, the confess with the mouth part and they hear the hard part, but they almost like discount it. And that's, and that's the main part of it. <laughs> Not just, Oh, I believe he, he was risen from the dead. Well, it's, it's easy to make a false confession with the mouth, with a deceitful heart, which right, is exactly that. what I did um, when I was younger. You know, some say, oh, you want to be saved? You want to go to heaven? I say, of course I want to go to heaven. Who wants to go to hell when there's a heaven? Right. Yeah, I want to go to heaven. But basically, I, w- I was trying to rob God of something. I don't want to give anything to God. I don't want to, I don't want to believe in God. I don't want to give my life over to God. But I want to go to heaven. And here I'm being told that if I, if I make this statement then I'll be able to go to heaven. And, you know, who who doesn't want to go to heaven? I mean, really, come on. You know, look at the alternative that you're given, heaven or hell. So I was like, okay, well, if I just say these words, then I'm going to be saved. Well, no, that's, I, <laughs> it was a confession made through a deceitful heart. It's got to be a confession made through a believing heart. Yeah. A broken heart, a heart that is willing to give all over to the Lord, a heart that understands that really what you've done with your life, you've stolen something from God. It wasn't your life. You stole it from God. He made you for a reason. Mm -hmm. And you stole that. So when you believe in your heart, that's when the true confession of the mouth can come rather than, like I said, in my younger years, my deceitful confession, which I had not a changed heart. I never looked at my heart. I never, I never saw myself as wicked. I saw myself, well, I'm not that bad. I've never, the, the typical response, well, I've never murdered anybody. And I, that was me. Yeah. I never murdered anybody. I mean, I don't do drugs anymore. I'm in the air force. You know, I don't. You know, so I drink once in a while. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Even though I didn't drink once in a while, I drink like a fish. But um, you know, all these excuses to say, "Well, I'm not that bad," so I don't really, you know, I don't really need to change anything. All I need to do is make this confession. So here I was making confession mm-hmm. out of a deceitful heart. I was deceiving myself. I can't deceive God. You can't deceive God. Nope. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide. God saw right through it because he was looking at my heart. He didn't even hear my words because he was looking at my heart. It wasn't until my heart had seen myself for who I was. It wasn't until my heart was broken. And I truly believed that he could hear the words out of my mouth because they were earnest at that point in time. Well, amen. Lord, please judge us by our heart. I would pray that he would always look into our hearts and see our hearts. Our, our mouths can spit so much evil and say things and hurt people. It's the sharp-edged sword. So definitely what you said about the changed heart. I mean, the changed heart must come first, right? Yeah. Well, um, you want to tell people where they can find us this week? Um, uh, yeah, if you uh, have any questions or want to get a hold of us, you can find us at um, Cross Platforms. Uh, that's Cross Platform, one word, with a Z on the end, uh, at gmail.com. Uh, or um, our Facebook page is Cross Platform. Uh, at Facebook, you can uh, find us at either of those and um, any any suggestions, comments, criticism, whatever it may be, it, it is all welcome. Um, or any ideas that could, ways that we could outreach or, or ways that you would like to see us outreach or prayers, anything like that. If there's anything that you wish to discuss with us, we are always willing and ready um, to have a discussion. So. Uh, we thank you if, if you were listening tonight. We thank you for for tuning into our podcast, and and we hope that the spirit is is, is moving on you that uh, that this this study is fruitful for you, and uh, 
bless you. I pray Amen. the Lord would uh, bless your life. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Uh, we'll we'll see y'all all again next week. Thanks for joining us.